This is the Line Waits Over Coffee Podcast, Episode 1. Hi everyone, this is Uzzer and welcome to the first episode of the Line Waits Over Coffee Podcast. From our studio to yours, the online resource for becoming an architecture professional. Today, I'd like to talk about the seven reasons why students should be listening to the Line Waits Over Coffee podcast. Before I get into that, I'd just like to go back in time a little bit, a couple of years to when I was in school. And for just a little context, I had graduated with an engineering degree, then went into a master's in architecture. To a lot of people, that seems really confusing. And they were probably right because it was very, very confusing for me as well. I thought I was going into a degree that kind of complemented my engineering degree, didn't really understand what a design degree really meant and being thrown into it and just immersed in it altogether, I was overwhelmed and had so many questions right from day one till the day I graduated. So many questions in terms of studio culture, you know, I mean, what laptop I should buy or how should I prepare my portfolio? What is the best software to do this or this or that? Or how do I become a TA? I mean, even when I came near to graduating, I had questions on, well, what does an architect do? I mean, what should I really focus on? There's so many different schools of thought and how do I apply for the firms I really want to? What's the best way to approach them? And so on at each stage in the architecture student process, I had a different set of questions. And it wasn't until I graduated and just a couple of years in the industry now that I look back upon those days, I think, oh man, I would have done so many different things. I would have done things differently rather. And I wish I had certain resources that I know are out there today that I find on a daily basis. And that's what this is about. This is about us knowing what you guys are going through as architecture students and trying to be an online resource. Knowing what we know now, having the tools that we have today and sharing those with you so you can have a better experience in school and to prepare you in your portfolio and how you approach your projects so that when you graduate, you land that job that you want. And we are all just young graduates. We've only been out of school maybe between one to five years and we're all doing different things. We're all learning differently. And my goal is to go out and find as many architects and designers and whoever else as possible who can bring you content that you can use in studio. That's the goal is to help you guys out in whatever way we can. So the idea for this podcast spawned back in December, almost a year ago, where I realized after listening to a whole bunch of podcasts that there was no podcast for architecture students. And there are so many issues that architecture students go through that need to be addressed. And knowing all these architects and know, and having this community around me, I thought it's such a great way to have a podcast to share all these views with you guys. So after months of setting up a website and getting interviews and doing tutorials, we are finally ready. And here we are with the Langweights Over Coffee podcast, which is not just a podcast. We also have a website at langweights.coffee where we have articles for you. We also have our contributor page, which is a whole bunch of young alumni where you can post any question you want and we'll all have a look at it and we'll get back to you. We are also have tutorials on our YouTube page, but you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
If you're listening to this episode, there are already two other episodes that have been published, and then we are going to have a new episode for you each and every week, along with new other content such as articles and tutorials and so on every single week. So please stay tuned for that. Okay, let's get to it. Reason number one why you should listen to the Line Waits Over Coffee podcast is interviews with young alumni. Now, this is, of course, something I didn't realize until I graduated, or rather, I should say, until I just graduated. So in my last year of school, I remember taking a flight up to New York City, and I met up with two alumni over there. And I have to tell you, it was an incredible experience. I mean, these two alumni had just graduated not a couple of years ago, maybe five years max, and they were working in great firms, they had great jobs, and I sat with them one-on-one and they took the time to meet me and they told me all kinds of things like what their job was like, what they actually did day-to-day, what kind of softwares they use, what kind of design skills they use, what they took away from architecture school, what they would have done different in architecture school, as well as how they found their jobs. I mean, these are such invaluable pieces of advice. But not only that, they also told me a lot about their personal life, about their commute to work, or how, is it affordable to live in that city, and how they actually balance their life and work, and how all that works out. So these questions you can't just find in a book or you know some other resource. It's so useful to be actually be able to be face-to-face with a young alumni who's learned pretty much the same thing that you're learning in school and you can see that they're using it in the industry so you know that whatever you're learning you are going to be using and that it's you know it's it's a, it's a sense of validation in a way but the problem i found was that this opportunity just doesn't occur and come out of thin air right i was very fortunate that i was able to actually travel up there i went for a conference up there and was able to meet these alumni But normally this doesn't happen. I mean, for most of my time in school, I didn't really come across any alumni. So having these interviews with young alumni really give us this kind of window into our future in, you know, kind of a way, right? We kind of see what kind of jobs we're about to have, what kind of skills would be needed and what kind of tasks need to be accomplished. But also understanding exactly what the job hunt is going to be like and what that process is. So the format of your portfolio, is it just print? Is it online? Do you have a website? Do you have a YouTube page? I mean, there's so many different ways of displaying your projects and getting yourself out there in the world today that they'll tell you exactly what platforms their firms are looking at, how they actually go about and find candidates. I mean, a lot of times they go through LinkedIn or other platforms like that. And so they'll be able to tell you how to tailor make your portfolio so that you get the most exposure and that you kind of land the job that you want to land. But also in general, just how to lay your portfolio out, what kind of skills they're looking at. I mean, you can even show them your portfolio and they could critique it for you, right? This is invaluable advice that it's very, very difficult to find. So our goal is to go out there, find as many young alumni as we can who are doing very interesting things. And we already have some interviews from them from around the world. And they tell you all kinds of interesting stories and great pieces of advice for any student to listen to. So follow us and keep an ear out for those episodes. Okay, let's move on to reason two why you should listen to this podcast is learn about careers that are outside of the architecture industry. Now, this may sound a little strange, but when I was in school getting the architecture degree, I wanted to be an architect, right? 
I mean, that's naturally what you think. You're thinking, okay, I'm getting an architecture degree. So there's this job called architect and that's what I'm applying for. Well, it turns out that once I graduated and I, I was actually out in the world that I saw architects working in all kinds of different fields. And it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, there were architects working in sculpture, working in the automobile industry, in the fashion industry, designing jewelry, doing software design. I mean, architects were just everywhere. And that's when I realized that the architecture degree itself, the education that you get is so versatile that you can actually use it in so many different disciplines. It's just incredible. So for example, in episode two, we hear from O'Neill Howell, who's an architect, but he designs video games. And we have interviews with other architects like this who are just working in different fields. And so if you're in school and you have other interests, I mean, that's a really strong thing for you because you can really use the architecture degree and leverage it to go towards what your real passion is. You know, just because you're in architecture school does not mean that you have to become an architect. Of course, the schools are training you to become an architect professionally, but the skills that you learn along the way can be used in many different industries. And these industries are actively seeking you you know, because they know that architects have these skills. So if you're listening to this and you're a young alumni who's graduated and you're working at your dream job, guess what? We want to hear from you. Go to our contact page on Coffee and drop us a line. We will get back to you. On the other hand, if you're an architect and you're not working in architecture at all, say you're a baker or you're building robots, I mean, whatever it may be, you drop us a line. We would love to hear how your architecture education is influencing your current career choices. It's really incredible to hear from these architects all over the world and how they're using their degrees in so many different creative ways. It's amazing. So stay tuned for those episodes. Which brings us to reason three why you should listen to this podcast, which is skill-based interviews. So this is again related to something personal. When I was in architecture school, I listened to a lot of lectures. I mean, a lot. I would be on YouTube looking up TED Talks and I would watch documentaries and I would go to every lecture I could at school just to learn from these architects, right? What do they do? What kind of projects do they make? And as much information as there was there out online, I mean, there was still nothing as listening to the architect themselves talk about their projects. But that's when I realized that there was something a little bit missing here is that the architects were there, the architects were there right in front of you, but they were talking about their projects, which is great. But at the same time, I realized when I went back to studio, it was very difficult for me to take something from their lecture and apply it directly into my studio project, right? It was almost as if I had heard something and I'm going to save it for later when I become an architect. It was difficult to really incorporate that. So what we decided at the Lineweights Over Coffee podcast is that whenever we interview an architect who's experienced 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the industry, you know, they have something that they can contribute to you as a student directly. Okay, and this means that they have skills such as they're great at sketching or they have excellent design capabilities or their networking capability is amazing or their time management skills are great or their presentation skills are, you know, just off the charts. So these type of skills that you can use directly in studio or other projects or other aspects of your life, you know, these are very experienced individuals and that's what we want to get from them. So. We have a couple of interviews where we're interviewing prominent architects, some of the best in the world, but we're not talking about projects. We're not talking about their offices. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking strictly them and you. 
and what they can offer you that you can use right away. I think it's going to be great. It also gives us the great opportunity to be able to contact these world-class architects and go around and find them and, you know, really ask them there's some tough questions that they probably never got before. Most architects get questions asked about what they're working on recently and how their office is running and talk about different projects that they've done. I think this is an interesting opportunity, not only for us to approach them, but also for them to be able to talk in the media about something that they're not really used to. All right, this brings us to reason four of why you should listen to this podcast, and that is studio culture. Now, if there's any set of questions in a category that beats any other, it has to be studio culture. That's where I had the most questions, whether it came to model making or learning about different softwares or what computer I should buy. I remember that was one of the biggest questions. I spent so much time researching just what computer I should get because there were just so many options out there and so many requirements. It was just difficult to get your head around it. How to prep your portfolio so when you're going job hunting. I mean, that's really important because it's one thing to just gather all your projects together, but it's another thing altogether to know exactly how to convey that information out to the world. So we're all architecture students, right? And we've all been there and we've pulled a whole bunch of all-nighters. Wouldn't it be great to know how not to pull an all-nighter and actually go home and rest? I actually came across some architects that told me that when they were in school, again, not too long ago, that they managed to avoid all-nighters altogether. They had a few simple tricks and it's incredible how it works. It's just like a few mental tricks and so on, but we're going to talk to them and we're going to get you those answers because I wish I knew some of this when I was a student. Also, we're going to talk about general studio culture in terms of personal health. I mean, how do you eat healthy as a student? What if you really did have to pull an all-nighter? How? What would be the right foods to eat to give you that energy to get you through the night? How to use the library? I know this may seem like a really stupid question, but it was only after three years as a student that I really understood how to use the library. I mean, I was there all the time, but I had no idea how to effectively make the most out of it. Say you want to become a teaching assistant, right? You have TAs in most of your classes. How do you actually become one? I mean, I was very fortunate in that I was able to become a teaching assistant three different times for three different courses, but each one of those teaching assistantships had a different story with it and how I actually got that job. So... It's not very straightforward. Sometimes it's quite ambiguous and it's really useful to know how to navigate these waters and how to find the right teaching assistantship or finding a job on campus or how to save money while you're in school or how to save on supplies. I mean, studio culture questions are everywhere. So if you have questions, you know, go to our website, linewaste.coffee, go to our contact page, drop a question over there. You know, we'll make an episode out of it. I think this will be really interesting. We have a network of architects that we can reach out to, to draw a whole bunch of answers from a lot of them, just to see what they would have done in the same situation. All right, that brings us to reason five of why you should listen to this podcast. And that is master's programs. Again, this is again, very personal to me. I was quite lucky when I found my master's program. It was at the same university. So I got my engineering degree and I was looking around and I went to the architecture building and I saw them building models and it was the building was alive. There was always students there. It was such an active space and I thought this was really awesome. And I was like, what, what is this? And I looked into it, 
found out it was architecture and I thought said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a master's in architecture and I'm going to do it right here. That is one of the easiest decisions I've had to make. Now, when I got into architecture school, I would see the undergrads about to graduate and they would be freaking out. They would be getting their portfolios together, getting their applications together. And it always made me wonder, like I was very fortunate in that I knew the school I wanted to go to, but how does a student actually find a master's program that they want to attend? I mean, the options are so unlimited. I went online and I typed top architecture schools, United States, and that's just one country. And there were so many different links and each link had a different top 10 list. I mean, it's just incredible. So what do you do? Do you just apply to every top 10 that you find? I mean, you only have a finite number of resources. And what I think most students don't understand is that each school operates a little differently, right? They have different types of labs. They have a different approach to architecture. Some are more focused on some topics than others. And I think it really depends on what your interests are to be able to self-evaluate, step back a little bit, look at yourself, find, figure out what your passions are and try to find a school that matches those. But it is absolutely impossible to go through every school in the United States or abroad and try to find a program that you like. So what we are going to do on our part, it's going to be quite a large task, but we are going to go and try to find these master's programs out there. And a lot of them are going to be master's programs you've probably never heard of. Small programs in different areas that are very specialized and do some very exciting things so that it kind of expands your view when you're looking at these schools and trying to figure out where am I going to put my effort into applying for a master's program? Because you may just be surprised at the ones we're going to mention. There are so many architecture schools around the world that you could apply to for a master's program. And just going to their websites and seeing what they have up there is frankly may not be enough information for you to make such an important decision. So our job is to go out there, we're going to find some of these schools and we're going to get their actual members of academia up here right, their directors and so on, to talk to you about their programs and give you more in-depth information about the different types of labs they have, what kind of architecture do they really focus on, what kind of industries do they prepare you for, and what their view on architecture is in general. So if you're listening to this and you're a professor and you have a great master's program at your school, guess what? Drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Let's get you on the show. You can talk about your school's master's program in depth and we can really be a resource to those out there who are looking to apply to a school like yours. All right, this brings us to reason number six of why you should be listening to this podcast and that is school events. A lot of times when we are in studio, we are so engrossed in our studio and we know ourselves that we exist and our peers exist. And to some degree, we know that the rest of the school kind of exists as well. But we are in very little terms connected to any schools outside of that, right? We have very little connection to the architecture school that's just a you know a couple of hundred miles away. And we tend to get lost in our own little universe. So what we like to do here is find out all these interesting things that are going on at different schools and bring them to you. So if your school is doing a really interesting design studio, or you have a great exhibit going on right now, or you've recorded some wonderful lectures from some architects and you want to share them, let us know. We'll put them up. We want schools to be connected to each other. We don't see architecture students as just belonging to one school. We think of architecture students as a global community that should be sharing content with each other. There's so many things going on at different schools. And I remember when I was in school that I had a very difficult time finding out what was going on around me. 
Having this platform will allow you to see what other schools are doing and what they're interested in, which may also help you decide if you want to do a master's program over there. So again, if you're a student or a professor and you want to share what's going on at your school, a special event or a lecture or whatever it may be, drop us a line. Go to lineweights.coffee, go to our contact page, and we'll share it with the rest of the world. All right, this brings us to reason number seven, which is ask your questions here. When I was in school, I had my peers that I could ask questions to. I had my professors to ask questions to. And I would have any alumni that they would still be connected to to ask any questions to. But other than that, I mean, my circle was pretty much limited, right? That was my network. But I feel that every student should have the opportunity to just extremely expand that network out to this giant global community of architects out there. Every alumni that I have spoken to, every single one is more than happy to help out, is more than willing to answer any questions that students have. They're very open about this. The only thing is, it's just difficult to find them. So if you're a young architect and you're listening to this, or you're a professor and you want to contribute, go ahead to our contributor page and drop us a line. We already have a list of contributors. And what this means is that if you're a student and you have any question, any question at all, it doesn't matter. I always tell students, if you have a question in your head, chances are there's a hundred other students with the same question. Picture this scenario. Have you ever been in a classroom and the teacher goes over something you didn't really quite understand, but then they ask the whole class, hey, does anyone want me to repeat that? The first thing you do if you didn't understand, you don't lift your hand. What you do is you look around and you kind of see that the rest of the class may or may not be lifting their hand. And you're kind of hoping that someone does because you didn't get it, but you feel reluctant to raise your hand because you think that, well, it seems like everyone else got it and I'm the only guy who didn't, right? Well, the truth is that, trust me, a lot of students in that same classroom did not understand the same thing. So just because you think you have that question does not mean other people do not feel the same. So please go to lineweights.coffee, go to our contact page and drop us a question. We then forward that question to all our contributors who then offer their answers and then we take all those answers together and make it an episode so everyone benefits from it. It's a great way to be able to expand your circle and have your questions answered by a community of alumni that's all over the world. So there we go. Those are the seven reasons why you as an architecture student should be listening to this podcast. Now, if you're listening to this on a mobile device, you can subscribe to us right there. You'll find us on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are found. But also don't forget, we also have the blog at lineweights.coffee where you find articles and the contributor page and so on. We have a YouTube channel for tutorials. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Again, if you're listening to this episode, there are two other episodes that are already launched and available to you. One's with O'Neill Howell, who is an architect that designs video games. It's an incredible episode that shows you how versatile your degree is and how you can apply it in the gaming industry. And the next interview is with architecture photographer Arietta Atali, who goes over some great tips on how to take better architecture photographs. So if you want, you can always donate a cup of coffee to us at lineways.coffee and click donate button. 
But if you want to make an even bigger contribution, you can do so at no extra cost to you at all. All you have to do is go to lionweights.coffee and click on Adobe. At some point in your architecture education, you are going to need the Adobe Creative Suite for Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator to do your plans, sections, renderings, and so on. When I was in architecture school, the resources for these type of programs was quite limited. So we've created a set of tutorials that you get absolutely free that focus on the foundations of these programs. So you understand the fundamentals on how to make great posters, plans, sections, renderings, and so on. We have a sample project and downloadable files that take you through step-by-step -step instructions on how to make great drawings. All you have to do is subscribe to Adobe CC through our link on our page at lineweights.coffee and we get a commission off that purchase. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening and see you next week on the Lineweights Over Coffee podcast.